0: You know what you guys that I find really interesting in sports is momentum. How you have a team that's just got it. And on one sideline, they're going crazy. On the other, everybody's got their heads down. And then something happens and it just shifts. And you, if you're on the wrong side of that, it's like, uh-oh, here it goes. And you can just feel the game going away. Cold open's done. All right, now we can do the first question. Welcome to Through the Tuttle, a Game Change Productions podcast that dives into sports and the life lessons that can be learned from them. The podcast is inspired by the book of the same name, written by Game Change co-founders Paul McDonald and yours truly, Jack Barrage. On the show today, Paul and I are joined by former Notre Dame and NFL quarterback Steve Berline. Paul and Steve both played in games against their rival that featured a wild comeback in the fourth quarter, and they discussed how momentum can play a huge role in the outcome of a game. We hope you enjoy the show, and please check us out at GameChangeNation.com or on one of our social media pages. Steve, you played in one of the considered greatest games of the USC-Notre Dame football rivalry ever, where you were in the Coliseum, down 17 in the fourth quarter, down 10 with just over six to go. Trojans have the football. And you guys somehow pulled the rabbit out of the hat and won that game. Do you, what do you remember about that game?
1: Well, there's so much to remember about that game. I mean, it was, it was the last game of my Notre Dame career. And um, I was coming home. It was at the Coliseum. I had about 300 people in the stands, all wearing Burline jerseys. And, um, you know, we, we knew we weren't going to a bowl game. We were four and six at the time. Uh, Lou Holtz was first year at Notre Dame. You know, we had lost to four or five five teams in the top ten that year. We played them all, lost. All of them went down to the you know, very end. We lost to Penn State, um, Alabama, LSU at LSU. Um, Michigan was the first game in Lou Holtz's group. Bo Beckler, Jim Harbaugh. I mean, those were the games that we lost, and we were in all of them to the end. Should have won most of them. But we so how did didn't you quite know how to get it done? How did you feel at, with that as your history for that season? Right. How do you feel without seventeen points down? That's the whole point. Like that how did, do you how do you pull it that? Out? At some happened. point you figure it out. At, at some point you have that experience that all of a sudden you say, ah, "We got it. It's worth it." And what happened in that game, uh, Lou Holtz? I'll spare you the whole all the details of the story. Uh, but I had had a really good year. Lou gave me a chance to to play my senior year after really. Horrific junior year. I played my whole junior year with an injury that I should have been redshirted. My right shoulder actually got hurt my sophomore year. It was misdiagnosed through the Ugh. off season, wow. And I had a surgery right before the season that I shouldn't have played. But long story short, um, after my junior year, I thought I was my career was over. And Lou told me he was going to give me a chance. And I got myself healthy, went through the season, lost all those heartbreak games. But I was playing at a pretty high level and um, Everything was going in the right direction. Well before that game the night before the game Lou called me in uh, to, to his hotel room and Basically, we had kind of a just reflection conversation on the year and how special it was and how proud of me He was and at the very end of that meeting um, He, he as, as I'm feeling really good about things and I'm leaving. <laughs> he says oh and just one more thing wait do it in the Lou voice He says a oh, burline one more thing. He goes uh, I just want you to know if you throw an interception tomorrow, I'm pulling you out. You're done for the day. And I'm like, wait, coach, you, <laughs> you can't tell me that right before. That's not a good uh, That's not a good thing. Right before you go to sleep? A, yeah, right yeah, before I go to bed the night before the last <laughs> game of my career. No. I go, you can't say. He goes, well, of course I can. I just said it. I'll say it again. If you throw an interception, I'm pulling you out. <laughs> good night. Have a good night's sleep. I'm like, what? Oh, so I'm walking back to my room and I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, what the heck is, how do you deal with that? Well, Try to block it out, right? Yeah, well, try. sure enough, middle of the second quarter, I throw a quick out. What do you do before you go side.
2: line up, before you start the game? Are you, are you thinking about that? I
1: try to block it out, you know, but it's on how your can mind. You not, how could you not it's think a, about it's it? It's on my mind, yeah. yeah. So, sure enough, um, we're, we're losing early in the game, not playing badly, but we're losing. Um, I throw a quick out. Lou Brock Jr. was a corner over there on, that, on the left side, and he times it perfectly, jumps it, and takes it for a touchdown. Oh. So, all of a sudden it hits me the magnitude of all this hits me and i'm like that's it that's the way this is going to end he's going to pull me out so of course lose over here i start walking over here to the, <laughs> to the other end of the bench and <laughs> i hear his voice You yeah burline he's calling me <laughs> uh-huh. And he just says sorry son you're done for the day and wow. i'm on the bench i'm sitting there this is your last game my last game at notre dame and this is the way it's going to wow. end. and my wow. the set my parents and my brothers all my friends or in the stadium, I literally was crying. You know, it wasn't visible. I can imagine. But I was, you know, crying on the inside, and um, I thought I was done. I was hoping that coming out for the second half, he'd let me go back in, uh, but he didn't. And he's the, the guy that was my backup quarterback came out for the second half, and I that's when it really hit me. And I thought, man, I'm the, he's not gonna let me go back in this game. Well, sure enough, after about two or three series in the second half, I'm sitting there on the bench and and just kind of wallowing and. Self-pity. And he comes up out of the blue, and, he's, and we're, we're losing by 17, like you said. And he comes up to me, gets in my face. He said, are you ready to play some football, son? <laughs> and I said, yes. I said, yes, sir. Put me back in, please. You know, we'll find a way to win this game. Put me in, please. He goes, get out there and win us a football game, son. So I was like,
2: <laughs> all right. So
1: I go back out there, and all of a sudden, I don't know, I don't know what happened with the team. I just knew I had to figure it out somehow. We had to make something good happen to try to change the momentum of that game. And first drive, we just every, every, we just went right down the field. Boom, boom, boom. All of a sudden, we're down 10. It was six minutes to go, and it was like our defense, we were telling them, just get the ball back for us. We got it. We, we're, we're gonna take it down and do it again. And we had Tim Brown, who was an incredible And you, player. And you
0: completed like a 50-yard pass to him right after that. So I completed a
1: 50-yard pass to Milt Jackson. Oh, to Milt Jackson, Milt not to Jackson. Tim Brown? What happened on that? That that was a fifty-yard, forty-fifty-yard touchdown pass to pull us within two. Could right, got the two-point conversion. Did you kind of yeah. at that point? I mean, at somewhere along the way, did you
0: guys go? We're going to win this Every, football. Game. Everybody
1: on our team believed that if we could get the ball back, we were going to win the game. Right. And uh, it's just those things. The things started happening, and, and it's amazing yeah. when, when you when you get that confidence right. and the momentum, and and you can see it in your opponent. That's correct. Right. That's the other thing that they sheet, see it in you. They see too. that. They, they, yeah. they start playing scared. Right. And you start saying, We got you. We, right. we, we, we know it and you know it. Right. And you better not give that ball back to us because it's over if you do. Right. Sure enough, um, we end up, uh, our defense comes through, holds up, forces in the punt. And uh, Tim Brown has a great punt return. That was yeah. what he did. Okay. He took a brought a punt, turned forty yards back, and gets us in field goal range. Right. And we end up kicking a short chip shot field goal as wow. time runs out to to win.
2: Well, at the end, it's interesting because Steve, at the end of the game, that's when a lot of players get tight because, especially if things are going against them, they're holding, they're kind of holding on, right. and, and not playing, right, and playing and, not to lose, yeah, you know, and,
1: and that as. As we all know, when you when you start playing not to lose, yeah, it's inevitable. You, it, yeah, you're you're done. And um, uh, at any level, feel,
0: how did you feel though? Because you'd been benched in that game, so I want to go back to that real quick. Mm-hmm. Trotting out on that field, was it uh, like that moment of like, wow, I've, I've got my chance. I'm not going to blow it. Or were you scared? Like, what was your emotions like running on the field after coming back out?
1: I can tell you. And, and I, I reflect back on it right now as, I, as I'm looking back and I, I'm kind of reliving the moment. But I, I, can, when, I can tell that, I can tell you that when Lou came over and told me I was going back in the game, I had this energy or this feeling inside of me that was kind of like that aha moment, you know, where it was like, oh, this is how it's supposed to end. I am going to get a chance. Oh, to interesting. That. Ah, oh, and interesting. I thought it was wow. going to end on the, the bad way. And I was like, it's not going to end that way. Oh, right. I'm going it's gonna almost like a movie kind of playing in your mind. It really is. Movie. It's, and you're it's like, I, I'm going to have a chance to go right. out and win this game. Right. Let's go do it. Right. And, and as I ran out there on the field, I remember getting in the huddle. And I could, I could almost feel my teammates... You know, as as we all got in there, and I kind of pull them. You remember moments like this during your career too, where you just look everybody in the eye, and you're like, "Let's go, yeah, let's let's go get this done. Let's go score right now, and change this, change this story. Let's write this chapter the way we want it. Let's finish it the way we want to finish it. Mm -hmm. And uh, things started happening, and guys started believing. So interestingly
0: enough, the flip side story is your story, Mm -hmm. Paul. Mm -hmm. In '78. You guys are up like three touchdowns or something going into the fourth quarter, have the game on ice, and they come roaring back and take the lead. Uh, And you get the ball back with, I think, 46 seconds left, and you're now down a game that you thought you should have won, probably. So what was
2: your mindset like Hmm. after having the game essentially felt like maybe given away? Well, yeah, we were dominating the first half, uh, up 24 to 6. Uh, they had this guy, Joe Montana, you know, play for you guys. Heard of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's an uh, okay guy. Not, did not play well at all in the first half. Not at all. He did. Uh, he did not. He did not. Hence, that's why we were dominant. Yeah. I threw two touchdowns in the first half, uh, even though I had a bad ankle. Uh, well, second half, uh, different fourth story. Qu- fourth quarter. Yeah. yeah, fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, so we were, like, struggling a little bit offensively, but then he got hot. Right, I think he threw for 300 yards in the second half mm-hmm. and uh, ended up taking the lead. Um, and they go for two and don't get it. So they're ahead by one, 25-24. Um, At that time, though, so we just
0: said when you guys were coming back on right. the Trojans, you knew you were going to win that game, and they knew that you knew it. Yeah. I would imagine it was probably the same situation there where they probably had that they had the momentum they had
2: all the momentum. So how do you get the momentum back the in momentum. that how do you, how do you, all of it. how
0: do you get it back in that last moment when well,
2: 46 seconds left <sighs> to play? I got to tell you I was pissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we should be winning the game.
1: You would put yourself in that situation, yeah. We
2: put ourselves We should be winning the game. Right. And so there's no way my, my mindset was there's no way we're going to lose this game. So we had a You know decent return, but I kind of factored the number in my mind We had to go about 45 yards to give our guy a chance to kick a field goal So I just like you said we're in the huddle Mm -hmm. told everybody Hey, all we need to do is get 45 yards get Frank Jordan out here We'll kick this field goal win the game. Mm -hmm. So just do whatever you have to do to keep those guys out Mm -hmm. so Complete a pass to the flat. Then there was a little controversial play after we're that. Gonna we're going to talk about that. Yeah, we're they had one in their game. Okay, too, okay, buddy. good. We're, okay, we're good. not
0: going okay. to let Steve off the hook. Okay, good,
2: <laughs> good, yeah. So then, so then, uh, you know, of course, they're playing soft, so they're playing cover three, three deep covers, very soft. So we threw like a deep double, double, double cross, a deep crosser uh, by the uh, by the wide receiver, and I hit him, uh, Calvin Sweeney, and he took it up the sideline. We got about thirty-five there. Charles White off tackle for about seven. So boom, we were there. Yeah, we were yeah. there, and we kicked the winning field goal with two seconds to go and win the game. It was a great game, emotional, devastating game for the, for the Irish not to win that because they thought they had won it. Um, yeah. And uh, so it was back and forth. Those are the great. Those are the yeah, great games. That's, that's why you play, right? That's why people of the Irish remember me because of this game <laughs> that's and this I play think. that we're going to talk yeah, about in uh, a second. So, so, so <laughs> in both games, in both games, it's interesting. There was a
0: controversial call. So we had talked about the fact that you guys were down by 10 and there was a little over six minutes to play Essie had the ball. It's fourth and an inch and Ronnie Pete d- does a, a quarterback sneak And if he was here, he would swear to this day He, <laughs> he had gained a yard much less an inch and they the 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 uh, referee said it was short He calls for the measurement. And they don't give him the measurement. Now. This isn't the Coliseum So I have no idea how this happens. They don't give him the measurement. It's short in your game, so that was like Trojan fans will say he gets that first down, game's over. You
1: guys want to get the was ball it, back? It's was over. It, was it short? Yeah, it was of game. course, he was. Short. <laughs> <laughs> and the referee was a Catholic. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah, absolutely. He, <laughs> he said a couple hail marys before. No that measurement. <laughs> <Yeah>. Straight <laughs> from the guy upstairs. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So the call seemed does not mean anything, of that's so the other the so that's your your controversy. Yeah. In your case, it was a play where you got hit. Mm -hmm. And to every Irish fan to this day will say you fumbled absolutely Um, But uh, it was an incomplete it was called an incomplete pass. So you can come clean now after all these years Was it a
2: fumble? I will come clean. Let me just you know set the framework for this Steve So we have one timeout left all right as a quarterback you know one thing you can't do if you're passing the football is Take a sack Because then you know it takes too much time to get everybody back and you lose a lot of time and or you have to take the timeout and use the last timeout, which you want to save for the field goal attempt. So that was what was going through my mind. So I knew I had to throw the ball. And so the interesting thing is while I was short, it was a half-roll on the short side of the field, which was without wide hash marks back then. So there's not a lot of room. And so nobody was open. So I knew I had to throw it away. So the Irish defender, I can't remember his name. But he, he grabbed my jersey, spun me around as I was doing this to get rid of the ball. The ball hits a Notre Dame player in the thigh pad, and it ricochets and goes backwards. Mm-hmm. So they jump on the ball. The bench empties. They're yeah, jumping up fun. and down. Yeah. But I'm looking at the referee, Uncle Dave Kamansky, and... Uh, Uncle uh, B. Was, he, was, he wasn't. was an uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Excuse me. Yeah, sure. like, no, no, no. But he I was. That he was. He was this. I'm like. Oh. And uh, so we were saved, and we had. But you know, you could say a lot of things. You know, SC didn't get the first down, right? But that gave them a chance.
0: They still had to go back and do. All
2: you this. still have to go back. So we yeah. still had to go complete right. the pass to Calvin Sweeney, and we got a kick. A lot of things have to happen. But it was a controversial. Call, no doubt, and um, even Joe Montana, in, in introducing me to um, Eddie DeBartolo at an event, introduced me as, Hey, Eddie, have you met Paul McDonald? He cheats. <laughs> I'm like, Joe, get, <laughs> <out of the laughs> get over it, man. It's been 35 years. You're <laughs> not the referee, you're just, <laughs> just playing the game. I mean, get over it's it. It's like they made the I'm call. Just it. Know, I'm, I'm just, just yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so, but great game, uh, great finish, but certainly controversial. And I think. Sure. To your point of how do you turn those things? I think it's belief is like hugely important. Uh, like you believe when you trotted on the field, yeah. you believe Body that this is my this was my chance with my team right. to go end this the right way. Right, to change the, the narrative. The, to change the that, narrative. Right. That's exactly what I was thinking too when I was trotting on yeah. the field, and uh, we had enough success that we had all this belief, and we had the guys, and so why couldn't we do it?
0: Sure. How do you respond? Okay, so in both your guys' cases, you're you were the beneficiary of a bad call. But let's say in another game uh, where uh, put
1: arguably a bad
0: call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still claiming it was short, claiming it wasn't a fumble. All right, we, but by the <laughs> way, by the way, okay. we were
1: victimized by many of those calls during the course of that year as well. And, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> you know? Well, good. That's so, that's my segue. Yeah. So
0: how do you respond? Because this is where we're talking about momentum. How do you respond when you're on the field and uh, there's a key moment in a key part of the game where it was clearly a bad call against your team. Yeah. How do you deal with that? How do you get yourself back focused from, you know, not wallowing in that and and, and or being so pissed off that you can't focus?
1: Well, if, if you know it's a bad call, you've got to put that in the in the rearview mirror. Yeah. Put it behind you and block it out and say, all right, now what? What, what, what now? What do we do? Yeah. And uh, you just figure out a way, like Paul said, you know, um, Here we are. We're in this situation Uh, We've got to do whatever we've got to do to to make it happen if we don't we fall short Yeah, we fall short, but you got to find a way to keep that belief going. Yeah, and that's
0: that's life right because Mm -hmm. stuff happens, right? And Sometimes it's not your fault and You get are are the victim of some negative thing that happened to you And there are people who hold on to that baggage and they can't turn the corner because they're still holding on to that thing That that somebody did to them whether it be their parents or whomever and um, Yeah, so that's
2: what I love about sports because you learn about how to deal with life and and that's you gave a great answer I'm gonna put my spiritual hat on now or maybe that Perceived negative thing that happened to you which things don't happen to you They they're, they're there for a reason so is exactly what you needed to see right and 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 so How do you deal with it? Because that is life and that's the game. And so how do you respond? How do you respond? That's the ultimate question for everybody and every day of their life when when something happens or whatever. How do you respond to it? Do yeah. you go into the tank? Do you crawl in a hole? Do you go in the fetal position? No, you got you got to sh- keep showing up. You show up, right?
0: When I, when I was, uh, my kids were a little bit younger, I would coach their soccer teams. And, you know, inevitably in, in, in recreational soccer, there's gonna be a lot of bad calls because the, re- the referee's a volunteer and right. it's, you know, and the, and I would hate it because a lot of times that you, the parents would get all fired up about it, and it was like <laughs> we lost that game because you know blah blah blah. Right. And I found myself finally at one point in the season, you know, talking to my kids and telling them like, you know, I've been to a lot of sporting events in my life as a fan, played in a bunch of games as a kid. I can tell you, in hundreds and hundreds of games, there's probably only one or two that were really genuinely decided by the ref. Mm-hmm. If you lost, it's because you lost. Mm-hmm. If you won, it's because you won. Mm-hmm. And I think people get so hung up on this whole thing about the referee and in life, you well, know, that other person.
1: It's easy. It's easier it's that easy. way. Point yeah, Point. It's his, easier. Easier. you know, yeah. we got Wasn't we us. got shafted, you know, whatever. I think the key word in all of it and what you were saying, Paul, uh, to me, um, again, not to get too spiritual, but it comes down to faith um, or belief. Let's use the word belief. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody is going to go through hardships during their life There's going to be a lot of bad things that happen if you're fortunate enough to live as long as we have (laughs) And hopefully a lot longer Um, there's going to be down times. there's going to be things that work against you and The the only way that you can get through those times is by believing that there's It's going to even out you're going to get a break something good is going to happen Once you lose that belief or that faith. I like I use the word faith when I'm talking about myself once you lose that, you've lost everything if you If you start believing that it's never going to turn, it's never going to get better. and I think in life that's 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 the 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 most significant attribute I think that you have to have to be successful is the belief that things can turn and they will turn if you keep doing the right things. keep giving yourself the opportunity to uh, to make the positive change that you need to make and get yeah. things going, and you're in the right direction. I, I just think that's so so important.
2: And if you focus, that's well said, Steve. And if yeah, you focus on the good things, because everyone has something good going on in their life. Right. The sun came up. There's right. something good that happen happens for everybody every single day. And if you focus on those things, you're gonna get more. You're gonna see more of those things that are gonna happen slowly. Maybe not right away, but slowly. Um, And I I totally concur with you Steve. I mean, I think uh, You know having that belief of Like otherwise why wake up in the morning, right? I mean why why get up out of
1: bed in the morning put use the metaphor uh, That we both experienced Far more often than we would have liked probably but when you get knocked down You know, you got to get back up and you gotta you gotta get in there and just take another swing and make it happen when you when you get to that point where you feel like you don't want to get back up or step in the batter's box or whatever Whatever it might be, when you lose that desire, it's time to wave the white flag, you know. And uh, uh, I, I just think that so many people um, that are going through difficult times, uh, if they can just find a way to, to, to spin it, like you said, find something positive, something to kind of um, inject that, that belief that, you know what, I can, I can handle this. It's, it's going to be okay. I'm going to get through this. That's, that's, that's huge. Hey guys, thanks for
0: listening to Through the Tunnel. If you like the show, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review it. It'll really help others who love sports and the lessons they provide to find the show and together create Game Change Nation, a community that is dedicated to lifting each other up. Also, we'd love to hear your stories, so please visit GameChangeNation.com or any of our social media pages to give us your take on sports and life. And finally, check out our book, Through the Tunnel, which is now available on Amazon. Thanks again for listening and have an awesome day.